Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Red Carpet Trailer Trash. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me as always is the little golden man to my speech, Mr. Connor Rock. That's like an awards thing, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, yes, hello. Hi, I'm here. You're, um, it, it's, it's saying that you're the reason for my speech. That would maybe be true, otherwise you'd be talking to yourself. Thinking out loud. Whatever the kids are calling it, and that's, that's fine. That's how I get away with my, ske- my public schizophrenia. So we are now, this is, I, I missed, oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about what I was going to say, and then I caught that, and then it really tripped me up. Um, like I, I mentioned to you previously, this is episode 20. This is our platinum anniversary episode. Platinum is uh, is really 20. I think it's 20. Well, it's 20 years, and God help me, whatever hellhole life I have if we're still doing this in 20 years, so... Or, or we it, this really took off, and we're making <laughs> a lot of money for some sort of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's the best case scenario. Never gonna happen. I would even if we were making like decent money, I would say we. In order for me to be doing this when I'm forty five, forty six, I we'd need to really be raking in the cash. Or I don't. Maybe it's just a fun time. Who knows? You need hobbies as you get older. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so our platinum yeah. episode. I'd never, I never thought we would have made it this far. So kudos to our commitment in the face of just overwhelming adversity. Adversity. Yeah, that's a word. Yes, it is. Uh, which adversity is that? Is that the adversity of having no interest whatsoever <laughs> in this podcast? Yeah. So I guess it's not. It's not overwhelming adversity. It's overwhelming apathy. <laughs> <laughs> no one fucking cares that we do this. Yep. But we march on. So, uh, yeah, twentieth episode. How are you? How are you? Uh, how are you doing today? How's I'm doing been? pretty well. I really, uh, I, I just got back from the movie theater, and uh, because I walk home, fr- walk to and from the theater. Uh, I almost shit my pants on my way home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I, uh, I made the terrible, terrible mistake of having McDonald's for dinner. Ooh. And I felt fine when I left the theater. And then, not five minutes later, my tummy started a rumbling. <laughs> And I had to, I had to manage, manage myself for the next 20 minutes as I walked home. And, uh, I, I, I'd be lying if I said it didn't, I, I was worried that I'd have to throw away a <laughs> pair of underwear. See, uh, one time in, uh, back in college, well, I was coming home from downtown, I think it was maybe after trivia or something, and, uh. I know exactly how you're feeling. I was like, I legitimately did not think I was gonna make it. I was either gonna go like, like go in the bushes near uh, wherever the geology hall was. I forget its name, Brooks. Yep. <laughs> or just like walk home with poop pants. I it's, have you have you ever pooped your pants in your adult or like not adult life, but like your cognizant life? Yes. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> they say. It happens to everybody. I got mine out of the way when I was like 11. 
Or no, maybe it was 12. I don't know. I've, I've definitely told you this story when I put myself in math class, I think. But they say everybody, it happens to everybody. So I keep telling this to Kate, but if it's, if it's not behind you, that means it's in front of you. <laughs> That's a, that's a concerning thought. <laughs> Not for me, because I have... Uh, yeah, you're done. I, you got it out of the way. Yep. Anyway, now that we've talked about pooped pants... That's, uh, what that's, are, what the, are... that's the high culture <laughs> conversation that you expect from a, from a podcast like this. From a movie critiquing podcast, nonetheless. Just... Like within the first five minutes, if they're not talking about shitting pants, then I'm out. This is this is what you need. But let's. So, uh, uh, Connor, did you uh, did you watch the the Super Bowl last night? I actually didn't. What, have, did you watch the Puppy Bowl last night? Yeah, we went to the brewery across the street, or you know, you've been there, and we yep. watched the Puppy Bowl, and then I got a little too drunk, and then we left, and. I had no interest about the Super I don't even know who won yet. Who won the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs. Breaking news. <laughs> cool. Nice. All right, good for them. I've seen a lot of people outraged at the halftime performance for being, like, too sexy or something. That is the most boomer fucking take. <laughs> hey, guys, we just we decided to enlist... Two women known for shaking their asses to be our the stars of the halftime show. Do you want to come and see it? Sure. <laughs> and then they get mad. Yeah, I don't know. I also heard it was apparently one of the best, or maybe the best halftime show. It's probably the better, best one that there's been for a while. But that's because it was more about like the show than it was the actual music. It was like uh, a medley of their songs as opposed to them actually singing any one song. Uh, okay, so it was like a, all one performance rather than a bunch of... It wasn't like a concert. No, no, not not even at all. Um, although I, I'd like to go back to the point I just made about the women shaking their asses. Um, yeah. The <laughs> Shakira's most famous song... Is my is hips don't lie, yeah, uh, in which she refers very openly to the size of her breasts in the lyrics. Okay, and J Lo literally just starred in a movie about strippers. Yeah, I remember that. We talked about it. Yes, we did. I think that was that our second or third episode. Uh, God only knows. <laughs> yep. It was it was on there, but that was the thing that happened, and yet nobody thought, hmm, maybe, just maybe, there might be something a little bit more uh, risque about this particular <laughs> about this particular performance. I mean, I'd I'd assume like whoever like the NFL didn't give a shit. Nope. I feel like it was just the people who tuned in, like expecting. I don't what know. were I didn't they want expecting? To say, like, it wasn't. Yeah, no, that's what I no. mean. I was gonna say like modesty, but I don't want to say it wasn't modest. I didn't see it. I don't know. It was I'm assuming it was fine. It it wasn't Janet Jackson's nipple, so. I, I mean, there was no nudity, and it, I saw someone else point out you are literally tuning in for the majority of the time to watch as men 
give themselves, <laughs> men perform very harsh violence on each other for about, <laughs> for about three hours, where they literally throw their bodies at each other as hard, as running as fast and as hard as they possibly can. But you're not concerned with that level of violence nearly as much as a woman, as a very attractive 50-year-old woman that is scantily clad grinding. <laughs> yeah, that's... As uh, if, also, as if that's anything worse than what they'll find on regular TV or the internet. And don't, I mean, I guess I don't know what the dance moves are, but do football teams still have, like, cheerleaders, don't they? Isn't yeah. that still a thing? Isn't, aren't they always, like, scantily clad doing dances? Uh, yes, but I'm not, I think that, I, I was definitely a safe bet to say that J-Lo and Shakira were more scantily clad than your average cheerleader. I guess that's probably fair. Considering at one point you could see Shakira's uh, underwear and you could see pretty much all of J-Lo's ass. Well, yeah, alright, well, it's still, I, I, I don't get why people get upset about dumb, dumb, meaningless, just people want to be mad about something, and yep. if it's not, except for last year, was it last year, two years ago, when did Maroon 5 not put, they teased Spongebob? And that pissed was, everybody off. That was last year. Yeah, fuck that. That's the halftime show you should be mad about, everybody. That was just an outright lie. It really was. It was just disrespectful. And I felt attacked. And that's, in retrospect, that's probably why I didn't watch this year. Not not really, but... Let's I was going to say, there was no way you were actually <laughs> going to watch this year. The only way it was just if we would have got too like drunk and then hung out in the bar for a long time, because the puppy bowl was pretty pretty dope. Um, it was, there were a lot of good dogs. A lot of them got a dog, and then they had the dog bowl on before that, which was like the older dogs. There's just a lot of good dog sports themes or related events around this time of year. It's it's a good time to be alive. F okay, but now let's get. What are we talking about? We need to talk. At least a little bit about the, the movies. Oh yeah, so today's movies we're going to be discussing are The Rhythm Section, uh, which, man, and then we'll be looking ahead to this weekend, which will have the release of The Lodge and Birds of Prey. Yeah. Which I learned today that Birds of Prey has a like a forty word subtitle that I oh heard. yeah it's like the emancipation of the something the there's like a few adjectives Maverick adverb. Harley Quinn or something yeah, or I the magnificent Harley Quinn Don't I'll look know. up the official title but yeah that's that's fine and uh, yeah we'll we'll talk about those look at the trailers a little bit I actually have. Well, I have some thoughts, and uh, we'll get to them. So, you just fresh out of the theater, one almost pants pooping away from seeing the rhythm section. And uh, I gotta ask, how was it? It was not good. Okay, and then for my memory, this is the, like, uh, shit, what's her name? Blake Lively, Jude Law... Like, sort of thriller-esque mom trying to yes. avenge her family. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, well, uh, what, what what made it not so great? Or what okay. were the good aspects? I don't know. Either one. Just talk about it. So, the beginning of it was, like, fine. It made sense. There was, not, like, it was, there was this depressed woman who's, uh, it's been three years, like, two, three years since her f- entire family died. She blames herself, yada, yada, yada. Pretty cut and dry. Yeah. And then this journalist informs her that the plane did not crash. It was blown up by a bomb. It was a terrorist attack that people are keeping under wraps. Oh, wait, okay. So when the line in the trailer, it's like it wasn't an accident. So, okay, but it wasn't like they found an exploded plane and were like, this is an accident. It was like an active cover-up. Yes. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Yes. Unfortunately, it was not something more interesting, like, it was targeting her family, which I predicted last week, if if anyone actually remembers. But, this... Blake Lively's performance just wasn't very compelling to me. Like, she did fine. Uh, It wasn't very... So the problem with this is, and it's... It seems like this would make a significantly better book, which is what it's based off of, is a novel. But the problem is that this feels so rushed. Because it goes from her... It starts off with her sort of just kind of living on the streets after being a a college student whose family, entire family, died in a crash. Okay, wait. Okay, never mind. Keep going. And then what ends up happening is she's taken in by, like, she's supported and sort of... I don't even know what the motive is on this, but this journalist brings her in in an attempt to uh, save her. I I don't actually know why he brought her, like, told her what had happened, told her what was going on. Uh, The motivations there are unclear, but everything after that, like, feels like it would be better served as a miniseries. Going, following through her because everything else felt very compacted. Uh, the training she does with Jude Law takes all of about like she she sees and knows the journalist for like twenty twenty five minutes of the first act, and then she comes across Jude Law who trains her for another twenty twenty five minutes. Then she starts going out and she starts running missions like she's a spy, but she's very bad at it because she's not actually a spy. So, like, what missions does she have to do? Uh, she has to kill a guy, and it doesn't go very well because she's an idiot. Like, it, the big, my biggest problem with this movie is that she is a woman who went out of her way to try... To, to find a method so that she can kill the bomber and the person that, oh, like, c- signed off on the bombing. Like, paid for the bombing to take place. Yeah. 
And she, that is, like, the plot of the movie is she is trying to get her revenge. After, like, the first 15 minutes, that's what she wants. She then proceeds to be unable to kill anybody for, like, an hour. (laughs) Not, like, unable to kill them as in, like, she doesn't have the opportunity or the skill set. Like, she just doesn't have the fucking stones to do it. And she just won't pull the trigger even though that was the whole point. Bitch, you literally t- just threw your entire life away at a- for a shot at revenge and you can't fucking kill the guy? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, it, right. it legitimately, that is such a hole in the entire plot of this thing that it just bugged me the entire time. Because, I don't know, I could get how, like, being like, oh, man, this is harder than I thought, but, like, if it happens multiple times for the course of an hour, I think, yeah, that's kind of shit. I get how that would be obnoxious. Then, at the, I'm, I'm not spoiling anything because nobody's actually going to want to go see this fucking movie. <laughs> it is a serious bomb from what I've seen. Like, nobody has gone out to see this movie. Um, but... She she then proceeds to be able to <laughs> to take down a take down a male uh bomber with in hand-to-hand combat after having trained for like a month in combat and very clearly not very being not very good at it and she had the belief she basically turns into a stone cold killer after not being able to kill two people that were both very much part of the responsibility of this uh, of her parents of her family dying They they played key roles in it and she's like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Then she comes to the bomber, who earlier in the movie, she had the opportunity to kill, and she just didn't do it. And this time she's like, okay, I'm going to take out, I'm going to shoot like four people on my way to find this guy in downtown Marseille, France. Where I then stop, uh, stop a suicide bombing on a bus and manage to kill this guy basically with my, with, with my bare hands. Seems like she gets a real action hero real quick. Yeah, it is like there's no signs. There's no intermediate step is the big problem. Yeah. It just goes from no nothing, not being able to do it to... Super competent. And that goes back to what you said. It does sound like they just tried to do too much in, you know, a movie's time frame. Because it, it does... I think it definitely could have been compelling. I thought it would be better than what you're putting... You're, you're saying now. I but, was really hopeful it would be better. Um... Jude Law's character is the only interesting part about this entire... The only entertaining or interesting part about this film. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's Jude Law. Yeah, plays an estranged MI6 agent. 
Yeah, it, it, he did. I don't know. I maybe I just like Jude Law, but it did seem like from the trailers he had a good, you know, solid character. Mm-hmm. So you hate to see his stuff tank, but I don't know. I guess it's if it it doesn't do well. It doesn't do well. That's the people spoke. Yeah, I mean, also it didn't help that I don't think anybody knew that this movie even existed. Yeah, I had not heard of it until you told me. Like, I I haven't seen one trailer or YouTube ad or anything for it. I mean, whoever was in charge of the marketing for this movie should be fired because it it was just no. It it just did, had no draw to it. Yeah. Not to mention, nobody saw the marketing, so that clearly makes you bad at your job if you did that. Yeah, this one really just kind of popped out, and I don't know, I feel the same way about some of these, though. You would know more, because you see trailers every week. I just know it, like, comes on commercials slash, like, the pre-video YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's not, not anywhere around there, because I felt the same way about the Lodge for this week. I had not heard about this at all. I had heard about it uh, a couple of times. I kept forgetting that it existed, though. Um, But I don't want to get directly into that. Before we move on to... I don't really have much else to say. I just just didn't really enjoy this movie. It felt rushed. It felt like Blake Lively wasn't super compelling. But that's, I think that's mostly because I just didn't care about the main character, which is the worst thing to have <laughs> in yeah. a movie like this. Like, my sympathy, I just wasn't very sympathetic to her. I, like, I, do you have any idea how hard it is to write a character whose entire family is killed in a terrorist incident and you don't care about <laughs> what she's doing? That's almost impressive. <laughs> All right, what, what what were you saying? What do you want to talk about? So I wanted to point out, give a peek behind the curtain, oh, no. that I had wanted to discuss a marriage story this week, and with any okay. luck, I'll be able to get get to it late, uh, sometime before next Monday. But there's no guarantees. Because, my goodness, I do not care about the story that's taking place in a marriage story. <laughs> it's just, it's boring, it's bad, it's... It's, it's not, and that's, that's the weird part, is that, like, the acting is all quite good. Uh, the story itself, I could understand why it would be compelling and why people would find it interesting. I just, and the writing itself, the dialogue, it's very well done. I just don't care. What's I just really have a lot of difficulty getting invested in two characters that both suck getting a divorce. <laughs> Is that like, the whole thing of the movie? It's just like a couple getting a divorce? Yeah, that's that's the entirety of a marriage story. Which one, um, having a marriage story, or calling it a marriage story, and it's literally just about a divorce... <laughs> Like what? What the fuck is that? It's fifty percent of marriages, I think. Well, you. I think I've told you this. The uh, that statistic is actually inflated because if one, if uh, a couple gets married and they stay married, that only counts as 
one marriage that stays together. But if there's some guy out there that gets has five separate wives, maybe it's just because he's a piece of shit. And so that one person is increasing the divorce rate because he's broken up five marriages. Whereas the two people that are living mm. together happily are just the one marriage. Yeah, okay. So like it doesn't you don't all it's not always two different that makes sense. But it's still like a pretty high number. I, I think, think it's like I think it's like a third. It's like if you adjust for that, it's like a quarter to a third. Which still is pretty high, but it's not nearly as high as half. Yeah. Alright, well, that's, I, I had no idea that that's what the movie was, like, I have seen a lot about it, we've talked a little bit about it for the Oscars or whatever, but I didn't, I thought there'd be a little bit more to it, maybe, it, I don't know, maybe people just identify with it, maybe maybe we we need to go get married and then see if it uh gets better. Well, the one uh, one thing I've seen, and it makes perfect sense, is that you should never watch that movie around your significant other. Why? Is it just, like, a fight starter? Ah, uh, probably. Uh, because, like, the husband ends up cheating on... So Adam Driver ends up cheating on Scarlett Johansson. And this isn't really giving anything away because this is what that meme scene was about. Was, like, well, not entirely, but it's... Uh, it starts out where, like, they want to have an amicable, amicable divorce... And yeah. it ends up being like absolutely cutthroat. Hey, I've I've uh, done a few divorces. I can say that that's pretty much how it goes. Because uh, like everyone's like, yeah, we want to, we can work this out. We can work this out. And then like one person wants something that the other person is just like absolutely fucking not. And then they just try to get everything from from everybody. But anyway, sorry, what were you saying? She cheats on her. Yeah, and she, basically what ends up happening, the thing that was like the straw that broke the camel's back was the fact that she got this pilot out in L.A., and he hated L.A., and so he didn't really want them to move out there for a year, and, uh... And she, and, like, he kind of made fun of it, and she realized, and she came to the idea that, like, he, like, the relationship wasn't what she thought it was, and so she wanted to get a divorce, and then, then it came out that he cheated on her, and, like I said, I'm only, like, halfway through the movie, and it is... I, it's painful trying to get through it because I just don't care about anything that's going on. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna just pass on this because it's it's Netflix, right? Yeah, and yeah, I think I'm... that that's actually the biggest problem because if it's a movie like The Irishman where Scorsese and it's something that I'm really interested in, then I'm much more likely to sit down and just watch it start to finish. But when it's something like about a divorce. And that's just the that is the story. It's just that there's a divorce. That just sounds depressing as hell. Like, yeah, that how? doesn't. That's not enjoyable. That yeah. doesn't like make me want to watch it. And the fact that I'm at home and I didn't pay 
such and such money to be able to sit down and watch it in theaters and like there's not this experience makes it so much harder and so that's why the thing is with netflix movies is that they really have to be a lot more compelling because it's like i'm i i'm more than willing to show up to some stupid like horror movie or like comedy or something and sit through it in a theater because it's some, it's completely different to get up and walk out of a movie that you got a ticket for than it is to just, like, stop a Netflix movie 45 minutes in. Yeah, it's a lot easier to find something else to watch in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Or just something else to do. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely going to dodge that one. Good luck with the rest of it. Hope you have fun. And Maybe it gets better. And something else I was thinking about, just because I, I kept thinking, because I think I had mentioned that Judy, the Judy, Renee Zellweger in Judy, uh, how she's like the favorite to win the, to win the Best Actress Oscar. Yeah. I was thinking about it, and I think that me shit-talking her uh, performance like two weeks ago, or whenever we did the Oscar preview, I think I was thinking more about the film itself, uh, because the film itself is not great. Uh, but her performance in the film is, is the best part about it. Uh, I'm uh, still, okay. I, I still don't think that she should win, but I think that she's definitely in hindsight, I think she's definitely deserving of the nomination. And I think I actually said that when we had, when we did the review of Judy back in like August, oh, I that was that was a long time ago. I could not tell you, but all right, we'll we'll note that down. You fixed, you put a bandaid on your statements there. Yep, took it took a step back from that, but that that those were just the two two things I wanted to to mention, just kind of talk about. All right, well, I, I got two things I want to talk about, too, and they're the trailers for these movies, The Lodge and Birds of Prey. That's quite the transition <laughs> right, right there. But I was gonna, which one would you like to start with? You know what? You did such a great job with that transition. I think that you should get to pick. All right, so I'll, let's, let's start with The Lodge, because I think I probably have less to say about this. I don't have a whole lot on either of them, but I got, got some pretty some, 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 some thoughts. So the lodge is what it looks like it's going to be the story of a single dad and his two kids going to this remote cabin with his new girlfriend. I believe um, it's his new wife. Uh, maybe his new wife, which I hope. Well, okay, I guess his new wife doesn't know the kids that well, but whatever. That's seems like some they, they skip some steps, but who am I to judge? So they go to this cabin, and then he's got to leave for some reason, because I don't know. He just. He, I think it's actually that's actually on purpose because they want to. Uh, they want he wants to like, re basically require them to have quality time together. Uh, so he was like, it's like the plan to be like, here, spend some time with my kids. Bye. I'll be back in two days. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, he leaves. And then some spooky stuff starts happening, and that's kind of the best way I can put it. There's, like, a cult connection with the girlfriend or the wife or whoever she is that the kids discover, and 
then it's I I don't know. There's just they did a good job of like not really giving too much away about like what the spookiness is. Like if it's just cabin fever type thing, or if there's actually some kind of there's a lot of like religious stuff. Mm -hmm. So so but you don't, I don't you don't really know what what it is. And uh, I also got to say that I think I I like I said earlier I hadn't really heard about this. Uh, until today, when you when you told me about it, but I think it's gonna be pretty good. It looks like it's along the lines of like these kind of newer, I, I like subgenre of like slow burn, like creepier horror movies. Because I was looking and I didn't really catch anything that seemed like cliched or overplayed. I I it gave, I don't know. I think I have high hopes for it. Yeah, so I, I looked it up just to be sure. It is not, it is his fiance is what it is. Okay. So it's, she's soon to be their stepmom, and they just haven't really developed a relationship. And so that's what what's going on. And that beginning, like, it's... The idea that she's stuck there, and like... Th she doesn't really know the kids that well, and the kids don't really know her that well. Like, that's... The, I like that premise as them being the people together as a, instead of having the dad there, too. I think that creates a natural tension. Yeah. And so I like I like the setup there, and I like the idea of them being snowed in, and the only concern I have is that it seems like, for some reason, there's going to be this weird religious cult thing that ends up trying to kill them. And I just think that that premise is kind of silly. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, is... I guess... It depends on how it's, like, injected in. Yeah, I'm, that's my biggest concern is it's going to be, like... E like, the suspension of disbelief is always important for horror movies like this. But even then, like... If there's no way that we're gonna like, if I swear to God, if they end up saying something like she actually grew up in this area and that this lodge was built on was built where the uh, the cult that she escaped from was, I'm gonna call such fucking bullshit on that that she wouldn't have just said fuck this before they even got out there. Yeah, I mean, is it? It wasn't really clear. I kind of assumed that maybe it was, like, her cabin or whatever. And maybe she's, like, kind of spooky, too. Like, maybe she's in on it. I don't know. That could be the case. That would make more sense. Uh, but I was under the impression that she was not in on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was just, like, a grab out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, so, like, it, it definitely has the potential to be good. Yeah. But it also has the potential to be utter trash. Yeah, such it, as such as life of horror movies. Yeah. And it's really it really comes down to how do they insert this sort of cult like religious aspect. Do they do it in a ham fisted way or do they do it in a more like clever, well thought out sort of way? Yeah, and I, who knows, maybe that's just all stuff exploring her past and it's not actually like maybe because it, maybe it's just like a demon or a devil or something, and that's where the religious stuff comes in. Because there's lines in the trailer about like how she tells the kids they need to like sacrifice something 
for God, and there's just a, it's a lot of very like religious things. So I, I I don't know. I agree with you. It's gonna the the injection will be important. But uh, I I I, I want to see it. I was pretty. It was like good to see. It was like a you know you know what I'm talking about like the new kind of like hereditary esque horror movies that aren't overtly like jump scary or scary, but they're just a kind of slow burn, like creep you out, make you tense type deal. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, this kind of gave off that sort of vibes. Except maybe hopefully it's not like The Witch because I I a lot of people like that movie and I just I don't understand it. Like, there's a difference between slow burn and just outright fucking boring. <laughs> and I think that's... But anyway, yeah, those are... Unless you got any other thoughts, those are, those are all of mine. Nope, that's about the extent of it from me. Alright, well then, we will talk a little bit about Birds of Prey. Which, I think I mentioned this before. It just... Okay, well... Let me organize my thoughts here. We'll just start talking. Birds of Prey is a story of Harley Quinn and like five other women heroes, anti-heroes, cops. By the way, uh, Birds of Prey, the full title is Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Okay, well that's great. Perfect, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so it's Harley Quinn's story. Margot Robbie is reprising the role that she did in Suicide Squad. And right off the bat, it just feels too much like Suicide Squad. That was kind of my problem with all the marketing for this, all the all the trailers. Everything just feels like they didn't really learn from their mistakes. Especially when, like, you're going to... like. Suicide Squad, one of the biggest problems was, like, you didn't give a shit about any of the characters because you couldn't, like, none of them had backstories except Deadshot. Or, like, meaningful ones in the movie. And then they just go and they turn, they're going to jam five or six characters together again and be like, yeah, I care about that. I, I just can't, can't get behind it. Maybe they'll do it better. Probably not. I think my second problem was it's... Like it's it's voiced over and this kind of lends lends itself to the first one of like her doing like a what frame story or whatever like her telling me things. Mm-hmm. Like if you are telling me things already in the trailers, like I feel like you've just crammed too much in this movie. Like I I don't want to just have have big parts of the movie or like parts of characters' backstories, parts of the history, like. I don't want it just told to me in, like, three sentences, and then do you expect me to, like, give a shit? I, I just think that's a bad formula, and it looks like they're really doing it. And then, I get my final piece of... My final... I don't know what it's called, a piece. My final thought <laughs> is that uh, it just... Everything, both trailers, everything about this movie looks like they were just trying too hard. Like... The jokes just were kind of weirdly written and very maybe childish or obvious. Even her portrayal of like how like her showing how crazy she is just seems like it's the most like over the top or like middle schoolers idea of what someone who's a psychopath or whatever she is like would be portrayed. Like it just felt so forced and. I, I just don't, 
I don't know. I think this movie's going to be a big old pile. Okay, so for first of all, I completely agree with you that I have zero faith in this being a good movie. I got a lot of Suicide Squad vibes off of it. Uh, and I don't know who any of these other characters are. Don't know why you should care about any of them. Uh, it seems like they just threw all of these together as an excuse to have a Harley Quinn movie. And that there was no plot really thought out for it. Um, although I will somewhat push back on the Margot Robbie portrayal of Harley Quinn. I actually enjoy her portrayal because... Uh, I understand, like, the writing for it may not be that great, but I think that she does a very, like, good job of bringing what has been written and is very clearly not a lot of material to life with this uh, Harley Quinn. And granted, the it's it's definitely not great and it's made i don't know if it's actually true to the comic or not because i've actually never read any of the uh any of the batman comics but i think that she makes a very entertaining and sort of compelling harley quinn but the problem is that the writing and the story and a lot of the dialogue is just not good that's been written yeah. for her no i i agree i didn't mean to insinuate that she wasn't playing the character I, I think the writing is just shit like i think she's doing the best she can with what she got i just i i think all the instances of them being like the writers being like well how can she you know throw in a little bit of how crazy she is into this scene and make it funny and then that just is like jamming it down your throat and it's just it's not... like when where she just casually hands a bomb to the person in her passenger seat. Yeah, and that's actually one of the ones I had the least least problem with because I was like, okay, I guess. But there's the ones where she just like absolutely like personality shift or like forget what they're talking about. Or I I don't know. I don't have the specific examples, but it just it I just felt awkward to watch. And like I really think it's some kind of like very juvenile idea of how someone like that would act yeah it's not like it it's very instead of it being one of those things where she's quick to anger it's just that she's she's basically a split personality yeah or even like it made her seem like she was just kind of like like oh fuck what's like i don't know like dim-witted or like duncey yeah just be like how like yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I don't have any hopes for this movie. I they just try to do too much again. Hey, mm -hmm. I even even like I think Black Mask is an interesting character. I'm assuming that's who uh, Ewan McGregor's playing. But even everything I saw of him and like his like his goons or like his story, I don't I don't really care that much about that character either. And that's hard to do for like. I don't know. I, I think Black Mass is an interesting villain, but there's no way they're going to get any kind of screen time. Uh, the screen time necessary to, like, make people care about anything. Yeah. I'm just looking it up to check. Yeah, Roman so... I That sounds right. It, it, what? Is that who he plays? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, that's Black Mask. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he has like the mask, so I'm assuming he was Black Mask. Yeah. Um. But, so I think I think we're we're pretty much in agreement on this one. Yeah, that's just not not high hopes. It's no. I'll do DC. I'll do something uh, that we don't usually do. And I'll give you uh, a tease for what we're going to be able to talk about next week. Oh, We've no. got Sonic the Hedgehog coming up next week. Oh, no. <laughs> well, actually, maybe not, oh, no. I haven't watched any of the trailers since he looked like a fucking character from Planet of the Apes. So, who knows? I I will have some things to say about that. Because I do, I do enjoy Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is definitely an interesting one. Yeah. He's... Yeah, he's Jim Carrey. What can you say? But God, I, this is like... I haven't... That was like a gut punch, man. <laughs> I haven't felt like that since you told me we were talking about cats. Which still is just... Lo- oh, God, I hate that... There's like a specific subsect of theater nerds who are also furries who probably fucking love that movie. And then that's it. That's the only people I think that were like, yeah, Cats was a good decision. I hate Cats. I hate looking at it. I hate that my eyes have seen Taylor Swift's fursona. That's it. The (laughs) fact that you just used the word fursona (laughs) made me so very upset. Uh, and then fucking yeah, and everybody's for it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about cats again. I want to forget that from my mind. Um, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and wrap this up? We can see if we can cut this one a little short today because we've been going super long. Yeah. So just about. just as a uh, summary, I I think that we're going to give a tepid ready for the red carpet. To the lodge, and we're gonna give a very firm trailer trash to the rhythm section and to uh, Birds of Prey. You mean the magical and emanci- emancipation? The fantab <laughs> or the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh, God. All also, right, well, yeah. The Oscars are on Sunday, so you know what that means. We get to see how right we were. Oh, I was going to say it means I don't actually have to see these movies this weekend, because we'll have something else to talk about if I don't Uh, want to. (laughs) Well, yeah, you could... This one would be a terrible one to skip. Uh, I... I kind of want to see... I, I mean, I'm not going to pay money for it, but I want to see... I, I am interested to see Birds of Prey, but I don't really want to. It's more of like a... Like, I want to look at this car wreck type interest. It's... uh, It's... <laughs> it's the rubbernecking effect. Yeah, but for a shit movie, not... The, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so instead where, of a, uh, Instead of a literal car crash? <laughs> yeah, it's just a train wreck of a movie. Car wreck of a movie, whatever, it doesn't matter. Do you have things to talk about? Your thing, your podcast, and other stuff. Is that- uh, yeah, I just got my ass kicked in the 
Super Bowl prop bets and the uh, shoot the NFL playoffs mayor's bet because of how the Super Bowl went. I'm not happy about it. I now owe two cases of beer to my co-host, and we'll talk. We'll be talking about that this week. Damn, two cases, shit. We had one. Well, he already owed me one, and I already owed him one, and now I owe him two more because we bet on the NFL playoffs and on all the prop bets for the Super Bowl, and they didn't go my way. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna try to convince him to uh, to make it a mayor's bet for the Oscars. Does Does he like movies? Will he? No, nope, but like it's betting? a gambling it's a gambling podcast, so we're gonna nah. be talking about it. We're going to be picking the Oscars either way. Uh, but what? Uh, whether or not I can convince him to do a to do a mayor's bet of a case on this is... It's iffy. <laughs> well, hey, good luck. Otherwise, you're toting around two cases. Maybe more if you do the Oscars. Uh-huh. So that's why I, that's why you don't, don't gamble, kids, because you'll give your friends a beer. Cool, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening. <laughs> this is uh, Red Carpet Trailer Trash. Uh, yeah, until next time. Until next time?